Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Gas and Go Gas and Go Racing Podcast with your host Matt Meyer. Uh, past week has been a crazy, eventful week in the sport of not only auto racing but just NASCAR in general. So we're going to talk about we're going to first time talk about the last Sunday's race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, some folks think it was a little dry, uh, but we're going to cut to the chase here because we have quite a bit, to, quite a bit to talk about, and you know, not like a, you know, kind of a relatively short time. So let's get to it. Um, so Atlanta, you know, hot, slick. Uh, it's very typical to burn up tires at this street track. It's a racetrack that has has never actually it's never been repaved, and some people wonder why it hasn't been. And I I personally as, as a fan would actually like to see it repaved. I do get why it hasn't been because it gives it that, char- that characteristics to it. The the uh, you know, and it's not that I like seeing people have blistered up tires and you know blown tires and have ruined runs because of this and have cautious come out. You know, it's a really, it, Atlanta's a fascinating track. It's actually on the circuit being, uh, in terms of average speed, the one of, if not the fastest, uh, track on the schedule. Just because where you're not letting off the gas, you're really not letting off the gas very much into turns, you know, you're keeping it, you're keeping it pretty well wide open. Um, they're, they're on average, you know, not many cautions slow you down, but, uh, this Sunday's race was, I'm not going to call it a snooze fest, but in lack of better terms, there was no wow factor to it. You, know, you did get your close racing, side by side racing, and and your three and four wide here and there for probably about the first half of the race, which was good. Fans love seeing that. I enjoyed seeing that. But after that, it just it became the Kevin Harvick show, man. And this is a this racetrack. He actually, you know, he he got his first win at this track back in two thousand one, uh, just weeks after the death of Dale Earnhardt. Uh, driving the old 29 car for SCR. And he's ever, he, it took him 17 years for him to, to win again here, there. But after that, I mean, last, last couple of years, it's, I, whether it's in the cup series or the Xfinity series, he's just been nailing it. He's been, I don't know, he's found a way to get around and he, he's got a horseshoe, like golden horseshoe up his butt to, to win there. It's remarkable. It's and Atlanta's one of those tracks where you have to maintain your tires. You know, not only your your fuel consumption, but like your tire, you got to take care of the tires, take care of your equipment uh, because it's bumpy and it's tracks all worn out. You're gonna have blistered tires. So this past Sunday, Kevin Harvick was your eventual winner of the race. 
Uh, as I did mention how the track does blister up tires really bad and you need to take care of your equipment. One driver in particular didn't have a very good day doing that. Uh, Clint Boyer in a 14 car, Kevin Harvick's teammate actually. He, I don't know, every set of tires he's had and he got lucky a couple times where, you know, his tires were starting to blister up, but a caution came out. So he, you know, he lucked out, didn't blow one out. Didn't have too many issues. I can't recall if he went down a lap or not at the end of the day. But it was an odd turn of events. It just every set of tires he's put on just blistered right up, you know, like halfway, three quarters of a run. And a run this racetrack is about, you know, 50 to 60 laps. Uh, so you're looking like, you know, 35 laps in a run. Your, your tires are pretty well all worn out. And another thing about this racetrack, it generally in the past, it's, it's a great, exciting racing all day. But I mean, this past, this past week and even a couple races, even in the last couple of races before then, it hasn't really produced that, that well. Like on the Xfinity Series side, it produce it's producing a lot better racing. I don't know if it's the aero package that they're, that they're using, whether it's um, the high damp force, high high horsepower. Um, you know NASCAR sets their aero packages for the Cup Series specifically. You know your one and a half mile tracks are pretty well all going to be the same aero, kind of aero package. Uh, you know. And then you got your air package set for your three speedways at two miles and up. Um, then you get your road course ones and your short track air package. They're all very different, but it, it's hard to say. Like why? Why is why was this race in Atlanta so much different in terms of racing action than a similar design track like Charlotte? Uh, two weeks. Uh, two weeks before that, you know, Charlotte produced a lot of very good close racing action. You know, side by side, three wide, you know, you name it. it people were passing, people, like, guys were doing, were passing each other very well. Where Atlanta, not so much. I mean, it, it, some people have questioned should this race have been shorter? I give him my honest opinion. Maybe you start looking at starting maybe shorting that race to maybe 400 miles instead of 500 miles would be a better option. You know, don't get me wrong, I love long, long races. I could watch races all day, but we've seen in the past with 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 big big large intermediate to three three week races, you know, that have originally been 500 miles get cut down to 400 miles and have better better product on the racetrack. Um, just like we've seen with Auto Club Speedway, which I believe the last 500 mile race was 2009. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was 2009. And, you know, that race was one of my Matt Kansas, and it was a very long, drawn out race. And it, he, like I said, it was, pro it was pretty boring at the, at the end. Now, we've also seen, you know, also, Michigan International Speedway get, you know, it was used to be 500 miles. Actually, no, actually, hang on. No, 
I still stand corrected. It was always four hundred miles. You know, it always created a good racing at four hundred miles. It's always been been that way. Um, now, I mean, before it had before it was resurfaced, it was kind of kind of boring. But it, after it's resurfacing in twenty twelve, it, it it's been really a really good product ever since then for Michigan. But I don't know. I think you have to, in terms of Atlanta. Do, do you just shorten it without repaving it, or do you try repaving it and keep it the same length? I really think that that might be a big question for NASCAR. And I would like to see an eventual repaving of the track. And not to say that it'll you know get rid of its characteristics, but even look at look at look at Daytona and Talladega, you know. After a long period, after a while, those characteristics will come back because, you know, weather-worn, like, you know, after so many thousand miles of drivers going over it, it will get those bumps, those grooves back into the wear of the racetrack. It, so, like, I think that's one option that NASCAR should be, should be looking at is repaving that track first before shortening, shortening that race because... I love Atlanta, and I could I could definitely see it being a really fast racetrack again after the repave, if they do eventually decide to do that, because uh, they haven't touched that surface in the twenty some years that it's been on the circuit. Um, now that's really all there is to about Atlanta because. Like I said, there wasn't a lot going on during that race. It was pretty drawn out. There was a lot of pit strategy going on uh, to, you know, managing your tires, everything like that. Uh, but on Wednesday, we had Martinsville. Now, Martinsville was, it was an interesting day to say the least. Because even... Boy, this whole week has been nuts uh, in terms of in terms of the NASCAR news. Before even getting to uh, the Martinsville Mayhem, which actually for that race, it was pretty tame. But before getting to it, I'm going to talk about the uh, the fact that NASCAR is now into the initiative of the you can play initiative like program. Uh, not exactly sure how it works in Canada here, but uh, I'm believing in the states. It's joining the other major sports leagues and being a more inclusive league, you know, celebrating members of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, uh, especially right now during Pride Month. And that's a big step towards, you know, and there's some fans that aren't happy about it. And like, I don't understand it. I don't know why people are upset. People want the sport to grow. This is one way to do it. You know, be more inclusive. Welcome everyone. And NASCAR is going to be doing a great job with this. And to follow it up, 
the next day, I believe it was on the same day as the Martinsville race, NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. And another big, it was another big step for NASCAR trying to get rid get. And this is one, one thing that people don't understand. It's people think, oh, it's part of NASCAR heritage and it should be, should be celebrated. When not like, no, because there's a lot of negative connotations going with the, the rebel flag, the Confederate flag, uh, especially a lot of connections towards slavery and people and people are saying, Oh, you know, NASCAR is losing its roots and, and like, and all this stuff, like you can read in a book, you can read in text. If you want to learn about it, you go right ahead. There's nothing wrong with learning about your past, but learn about it and, but don't celebrate it. Don't embrace it. Learn about it. And just forget it. Do better than what than what your ancestors did. Do better than what you've been taught growing up. Do better than those around you who seek to keep the status quo. You know? It's not very hard. It's pretty simple. I mean, on a personal note, like I went been I went through a lot of changes uh, over the last ten years from when I was in high school up until now, and it's opened my eyes my eyes up to a new world, really. Um, on that note, on the day of Martin's, like, nah, it's not really this week. Uh, Dare Wallace Jr., otherwise known as it goes by Bubba Wallace. Uh, his paint scheme for the Martinsville race was a Black Lives Matter paint scheme. And uh, a lot of people, again, it's the, it's the same people who uh, are really hugging their Confederate flag. They didn't like it. They don't understand it. They're all saying all lives matter. And I'm not here to... I do have a stance on it. I'm not here to discuss that here. In terms of, because I only have so much time to really get into it, and this, a lot of NASCAR NASCAR drivers spoke up and are on by Bubba's, Bubba's side. You know, even there's some, uh, for example, uh, including Bubba Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, and a few other. Uh, I think Joey Logan's in there too. A few other drivers as well actually uh, fired their helmet design guy company because, you know, he doesn't, they don't support the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's a good step. That's a big step. Like, you know, stop getting behind those who support these, these racist acts or support those who support racism. But the Black Lives Matter paint scheme that Bubba, Bubba was uh, using caught a lot of attention and caught a lot of attention of you know people outside of the NASCAR world, uh, including celebrities, uh, black celebrities, um, including like 
and it's attracting new fans and new people. And the thing that people don't understand, and there's a lot of people who are saying with all this going on, whether it's with um, Bubba Wallace's car or the Confederate, the Confederate uh, flag ban that NASCAR put, put into place, that like, oh, they're leaving a the sport, you know, I'm not watching anymore. Like, well, I mean, that's okay. We don't want you around if you're going to be like that, you know. There's no room for it. Well, be inclusive. Uh, be accepting. Be respectful. People, NASCAR is a family sport. It, it like every sport really is a family sport. You know, you bring your kids, you bring your, bring your friends, you go, you go to the racetrack, you have a good time. You know, you want to watch some good racing. You don't want, you know, someone to har- harass you or have something there that's going to make you feel un- uncomfortable uh, and not make you feel safe. You know, and that is why the bane to flag is important. Uh, you know, I'm only one white guy. I mean, but I'm, but even Bubba said it himself. Like he just wants to see people come to the racetrack, have a good time, and uh, stuff like the the flag uh, should not be uh, allowed. It should be banned, and because fans just want to come here and have a good time. Now, another, on another point, note, uh, NASCAR has allowed people like peaceful protests, like of kneeling, to occur during the national anthem. And again, there's another one thing that that people are like upset about. It's like I honestly don't get it. I don't get why people are upset about this. Like people are are you know using their first amendment rights to kneel during protests, then you know kneel in protests during the national anthem. You know, it's their time to do it. And I'm not trying to get really political here and people are saying, well, you know, get politics in NASCAR. Well, I mean, politics is in everything, but, and I might be getting off topic a little bit here too, but all in all, NASCAR has now gained a bunch of new fans. The ratings for the Martinsville race actually jumped up 16% more than, you know, the, race at Atlanta, I think even a race at Bristol too, uh, and actually jumped up over 100% more than I think what would have been the ninth race last year. Uh, I can't recall what race that would have been, whether it was Martinsville or not, but I can't recall, but it's still, I jumped 104% in TV ratings. Like, I don't think that's been heard of. And especially in the NASCAR world, you know, and this, you know, sparked a bigger conversation and, you know, and really, and, and, uh, Bobby even said that the Martinsville race this past week was, or is the biggest of his career because of what's been happening and because, because of his paint scheme showing support for the movement. Uh, but even now, like, after, I mean, he only finished 11th in the race, I should say. He finished 11th behind Jimmy Johnson. He was, he had a, he ran top five uh, for a good portion of the race, top five, top 10. So it's not like you ran bad. People people were hating on him for, uh, for even just him being there, like, you know, in the race and seeing how bad of a job he was. Like, I don't know if people watched the race, but he did a damn good job. Um, you know, he ran, ran a good race. I 
you know, I was hoping for him to actually get into the top 10 and get past Jimmy, but I you know he did well for what he, for the kind of woman he's been, he's been running in. And on the note, like, like, like I said before, like he's, there's now new eyes on him, on the sport because of what's been happening. And because people, people, drivers, Bubba and just NASCAR, the company has spoken up about inclusion and racism and I'm loving it. I'm here for it. It's it's amazing. Uh, I'll my train off for a second. One thing I, I will add, uh, and it's really unfortunate and really, really sad, is uh, now that race is over, and fairly soon in the, next, in the coming weeks, uh, to, like a limited amount of fans will be coming back to the tracks. Uh, there's a thousand uh, military personnel going to be allowed to come to the Homestead race this Sunday. And then at Talladega next week, I think it's next week, there's going to be 5,000 fans that are going to be allowed in, uh, in the stands. Now, whether or not they're going to be, like, how they're going to behave, that's different. But Bubba Wallace has said that, and even his father has said, like, he's scared for for his, for his life in the infield. Because of the backlash, uh, especially on social media, that, that fans have spoken about. Well, I wouldn't really call them fans now, but people have spoken about, about what happened between, you know, the backlash matter pain scream. And, you know, the banning of Confederate flag and the seclusion part. It's like, at least, at least now we know who the racists are. And, like, people who, you know, who aren't supporting him for good reasons. It, I mean, I guess that's the only plus about this. Like, at least we know who, 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 uh, who really aren't fans of the sport. And are just trying to leave because all they care about is their precious flag. But I mean, now we have a guy, you know, he's twenty-seven. He's he's still a young guy. He's scared for his life being at the racetrack, and it's insane. It's hard to believe that for Shannon, what you're, for what you believe in, that he's gonna be he. He just might have threats uh, pointed at him. Uh, and I have no words to say about that. It's really, really deep, deeply sad. It really is. Um, on the other news about, about uh, the Martinsville race on on Wednesday. Uh, Jimmy Johnson got his only his very ever third career stage win, and the was this the fourth year that they've done the whole stage segment racing uh, in the Cup Series. Jimmy Johnson this is only his third stage win in four years. This may be his final year in Cup Cup Series competition. But it's unbelievable. He has, like, he's only had 
three wins in the last four years now. And people are going to blame, like, you know, say, oh, he's washed out. No, that, like, I mean, I mean, the guy's 40, what, 43, something like that? He's almost mid 40s. Seven time champion, he's got nothing else to prove. Two time Daniel 500 champion, nothing else to prove. And there's, like, there's, you know, he's going to try and go on top. He's going to do his best he can. He's 13th in points. 11th, 13th in points. Yes, he's like 11th in points right now, I believe, I believe it is. So, and he he's led Martinsville. He's led, I, I think it was 82 laps around there, which is the most he's led all season in combined. He showed great improvement over the last few races in, uh, in, in competitiveness. And just his finishes are coming. His bad luck is kind of like starting to, starting to end a little bit. Hope I didn't jinx that, but you know, nonetheless, he's getting there. The, he might win a couple of races this year. The way he's been, race, ways he's been driving and been racing. Um, you know, I think he's got a good shot of getting in the playoffs. I don't know about how deep deep he's going to go, but I think he's got a good chance at least of being in the playoffs. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. was the eventual winner of the race. He did end up leading the most laps of the race. But uh, on one funny lighter note, uh, Ryan Blaney flipped off a Steve Major in Lugano during the Martinsville race. I forget the exact incident what happened, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, and he came out, came out of corner, I think he, got, he, he cut him off. And he just gave him the bird. I thought it was funny. Um, but no, on one last final note, you guys. Like I said, this this was a very big week for NASCAR in terms of inclusion, uh, standing up and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think we will see a new wave in the coming years of fans, uh, drivers of different backgrounds and ethnicities. And I think... We're going to see a more global and international NASCAR like we haven't seen before. And I'm here for it. And I I fully support it. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for, for this sport. Thank you and have a good night.